This is legit like bedtime. <laughs> I make you get up and down 62 times. <laughs> Babe, we literally need a candle and lights down. This is but ridiculous. I've been up four times <laughs> to try to set up this show. I sit down and put the headphones on, the boards on, I'm recording, and then you're like, you got you to gotta push my chair in. So I push the chair in. I come sit down in front of the board, put my headphones back on. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? Uh, well, Oh, it's too bright in here. I well, need a candle. Yeah, but it's really bright. And like, we're talking about love. So I feel like we need to set the scene with like Jesus a love candle. It is like we're going to bed. <laughs> Literally, you made me get out of bed like nine times. And you don't think about the thing you need next <sighs> until I get up do something and then come back to bed. It's like, you literally, seriously. <laughs> oh my God, this is not going to go well. <laughs> it's my protein shake. Whoa, now that's really dark. <laughs> oh, Lordy. The things you do for love. I kind of feel like when you get this show started, people are going to hang up. <laughs> Babe, bring the candle over here. Like, the little one from the bathroom. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo. It's me, your faithful host, Slade Smiley, with my ever after. Candle-loving wife. Gretchen Christine Rossi. We've attempted to start this show nine times. And every time I sit down and position myself, Gretchen would like something else. So wait, I've moved your chair in. I've lowered the lights. Uh-huh. I've lit the candle. Uh-huh. One what candle. You, what I, want, you... I want the little candle on the table right now. Yeah. <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just so you know, it's only because we're doing a show of love. Yeah, I was going to say, this is true love. This is true love. Okay, okay think, hold on. I think the candle is in the bathroom on the ca- counter. Come on, Gretchen. <laughs> you guys, does your loved one, husband, partner, life partner, uh, fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, do they do this for you? Yes, you found, no, that's not the one, but I'm glad you found something. <laughs> okay, let's hope that doesn't light this on fire. You guys, for this, um, our podcast, just so you understand, we're in our bedroom. It's, let's look at the time. It's almost 10 o'clock at night and we have a fur blanket over the top of the table so it doesn't make, you know, noise. No, it's okay. Now we now, now it's becoming like a seance. Oh my God, you guys, I wish you could see what's happening because it's like legit a seance. Babe, that's going to burn us. Look at that. Why is that fire so like on fire? <laughs> so, Do you want to explain why you brought the dog to the seance? That's so, look at that. It's like going to catch everything on fire. Oh my gosh. I have a dog in my hands. There's a lot going on here, people. Now, I'm, I have to talk. Hold on a second. <laughs> I got to saddle up for this. One. Okay. We, I was going to compliment you a lot. Oh, okay. Because I'm the, very excited about this portion of the show. Well, I mean, you've been looking really good lately. Oh, really? Like you've been working out and you had that sexy little like leopard. Was it? No, it wasn't leopard. Wait, it was python, right? You're wearing python <laughs> python tights. Is that the look today? Snake skin, yeah. Snake python. skin. I mean, python. I'm okay with python. Yeah, yeah. whatever it takes to squeeze the love out of you. Uh, <laughs> and then, what did you do before you sat down? When? Oh, just now I took my pants off. 
<laughs> now we're talking. That's ladies and gentlemen. That is love, ladies and gentlemen. That this is a show of love when your partner is willing to deep pant <laughs> prior to air. No, it's because I just worked out and like I they were like they were like really tight. And I yeah, I know. <laughs> I watched you walk in really slow. <laughs> so that's that's very sweet of you. Uh, for for my gesture of love, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a Valentine red sweater. Oh, good job. Very boxy and square. <laughs> Covers up the Dunlap. Because, <laughs> oh you know, of late, there's a lot of me to love. There is. But you know what? I mean, if you guys listened to our last podcast, we were talking about like eating and quarantine and like all this stuff. And I think all of us had a very good excuse during quarantine to like just be kind of overeating and not doing much. Um, but I think Slade and I got a little out of hand. So well, you didn't get out of hand. No, I got medium out of hand. You got out of hand. I got medium. The problem is I can't even get my hands around it anymore. <laughs> no, I was kind of medium. I wasn't like being very proactive and like being really super clean in my eating. And I wasn't really working out. And I was just being very like lazy about it. It was like, it was hard not to because like there was nowhere to go, no event to, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's depressing. Yeah. So like. You go right to the suite. Yeah. Like it's like the time was a little depressing and like, you know, all this, all the things that you used to do, all the events, all the, just all the things. Like I used to get dressed up every day and go to the office and like do like all that stuff, like got canned. So (laughs) we had to like, I don't know. Anyway. So, but here's the thing. The good news is, first of all, I want to give a shout out to anybody and everybody out there that is trying to better themselves because- I think that's what it's all about. Like just taking the step, like just going for it and being like, you know what? I'm just going to get up today. I'm going to do it. And you know, the thing that I've learned is that even if you literally are like, okay, I'm going to do five push ups and 10 sit ups. And, you know, that's a place to start. It's like literally just do something. Like just do something. Like Slade was going to dinner, <laughs> going to dinner. He was going to pick up our dinner. And I hadn't done my workout for the day. I was feeling guilty. I was frust- frustrated because I, you know, started up again. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something every day. And it was like late at night. It's like 830. And he goes to get the food. And I literally am like, I'm going to do it right now. Like, I don't feel like it. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it. It's late at night. But you know what? If I just don't do it right now, I'm not going to do it. And I did the the Mel Robbins 54321. And then I just did it. Like a rocket ship. Yeah. Like if you guys haven't heard Mel Robbins 54321 rocket ship thing <laughs> that she talks about, it's kind of amazing. It's a really great like method that if to get yourself out of your own head and like you just count down and then you just go do whatever it is that you really don't want to do. And you don't think about it because the second you start thinking about it, you start coming up with all the excuses. And I could have said, oh, Slade will be home in less than, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, da-da. Guess what? I busted out that workout. I pulled out the app. It was a total of 19 minutes and 24 seconds. It was the Brooke Burke app. I love her app. And I busted it out and Slade walks in the house and he was, and I was like doing squats in the Python. That's what I was going to say. That was a treat for me. I got dessert first. I walked in, you were in a full squat wearing Python. It's pretty uh, sexy actually. But I was really proud of myself because I like busted it out. So that's the thing, you guys start anywhere. Just start. Where did, where did the Python come from? Oh, that's from the closet. I love the closet. They're awesome. They've got this really great. They've just got so many great things. And I think that's Beach Riot that made that set. Pretty sexy today. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. 
So we're going to take it up a notch again, right? <laughs> Where are we you're, going? You're improving yourself. You started yes. the workout. Yeah. Now it's time to notch up the love, Gretchen. Ooh. In celebration of the 14th, <laughs> this is the love show. The love and show. And we need to reflect on our love. Oh, Lordy. Here we go. How many years? 12. <sighs> Wait, when's the date? February 9th. Woohoo! 12 years. Can you believe that? Right. People always ask, what is our secret? And you know what's interesting? We've had previous cast members call us that are now divorced and literally call and go, wait, do you guys, like you guys like sincerely still love each other and like have that like flair and like, like you still love each other as much as you did from day one. And we both like laugh on the phone because we're like, actually we love each other more. Yeah, it's kind of more now. Yeah. It's kind of more. And it's weird. And, and, and they're just like, wait, really? And they're like, that's so awesome. Oh man. I wish it could be like that. And it's just interesting because I, I'm not saying anything bad about that. I, I, you know, some people fall in love and fall out of love. I was one of those people. I was married and divorced, but I just feel like when you meet the right one, it's just, it's easy. And I say that with, with a little bit of a caveat because people are like, oh, marriage isn't easy and this isn't easy. and da-da. But you guys really, it's but it can easy. be. It's it like, can be. It's actually easy. Like, I'm not saying life is easy. Life is freaking tough. Okay. Life is hard. Things get thrown at Slate and I on the daily, you know, anything from, you know, health, you know, children issues, um, uh, financial issues, um, business issues. I mean, stuff comes at us all the time, you guys. But your relationship should be the easy part of it. And that doesn't mean we don't fight. Of course we fight, but like we get through those and it's not like these detrimental fights that like we literally look at each other like we don't want to ever be together again. So but that's because of the rules, don't you think? Yeah, I do. You've crossed the rules from time to time. I think I've crossed them like three times in the 12 years. Probably. Yeah. And the the rule that he's talking about is that you don't like you can't ever say F you to the other person. Yeah. It's about mutual respect, I think. Yeah. And you just have to, you can fight, you can disagree, you mm-hmm. can agree to disagree, but I think that you, you have to do it in a minute. You don't fight dirty. Mm-hmm. You're not disrespectful to your partner mm-hmm. because what happens is when you start to lose that respect, mm-hmm. when you start to build up resentment, when you're not communicating about things and you have ultimately lose trust. Mm-hmm. And when you lose the trust, it is very, 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 very hard to get the trust back. Yeah, for sure. Do not think that you are going to violate codes of the relationship and regain the trust. Yeah. And I know that firsthand because that's what happened in my divorce. Like once that trust was gone, I just lost total respect and the resentment came and like all of that. So trust is really, really big. And you're right. Like even right down to, you know, how you're treating your partner. And there's been about three times in our relationship that I just like blew a casket and I think I said the F word, which was bad. Oh, sailor mouth. Bad, bad. I did apologize. But the point is, is that, you know, sometimes we all have our moments and that's fine, but we really do try to live by those rules. And our number one rule and our number one, like key ingredient, I feel like in our success is that we always put our partner's needs first. Like that is, and, and it seems so simple and everyone's like, okay, well, great. But like, really, when you think about it, if you always are putting your partner's needs first, you are going to naturally 
hit all the things that people want in a relationship. So trust, loyalty, respect, love, kindness, gentleness, all those things that you want from your partner, it's going to naturally come because when you're putting your partner's needs first, you want to do what's best by them. So for instance, the loyalty part of it, if I have some guy picking up on me, if I'm putting my partner's needs first, which is my partner's needs are not to be cheated on, you know, I'm going to be thinking about him and not about whoever's like picking up on me or whatever's going on, which that leads to the trust and that leads to the loyalty and the respect and all those other things that kind of just naturally fall in place because of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that commentary. <laughs> no, awesome. actually, I'm sitting here as you're talking, I'm thinking about it. And the truth is beyond the relationship aspect of things, just think about human nature. If someone does you a favor, what's the first inkling you have? To want to like do something back. To pay them back, yeah. right? To do something back for them. Uh-huh. If in your relationship, you are always giving favor to your partner or your spouse, mm-hmm. they automatically want to do something for you in return. Mm-hmm. And he's, By the way, you guys, he says it so much more eloquently than I do. <laughs> no, it's, I, I don't. I'm, no, just, you, you, I'm just putting you, a simplified spin no, you on you are. It. No, but that's exactly what I was trying to get at is like... It's like when you do something for me, it makes me want to do something back for you. But, but, and so it's like this natural give and give back and forth. It's a natural give and give. It's a natural give and give. And, and that's what makes it easy is because you're doing it to me, which makes me want to do it back to you and vice versa. And then it just, that's why I say it's not hard. Like it's not hard to put your partner's needs first. Actually, it is hard sometimes. Sometimes it's hard because, you, you know, human nature is to be selfish and do things or you don't want to get up and rub someone's feet or rub their back when you're tired at night or whatever it is. So that part sometimes can be hard, but it's not hard to want to put your partner's needs first. And then what's really cool is when the reciprocation comes back, it's just, it makes the whole thing so fluffy and nice. <laughs> well, to your point is, how do you feel when you go out and do something for someone when you give. Yeah. It makes you feel really good. Really, really good. Right. Mm-hmm. So that this is the secret, you guys, a, when you give, it feels great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's addictive almost when you start to give mm-hmm. and when you start to give and you, you put forth the effort with your partner automatically they want to give back in return just because they feel a need to want to give because they've been the re- recipient of your love. And you're giving. Right. What you don't realize is that the, at some point then becomes this euphoria that starts to evolve. So that literally, I may be giving of you, I may be giving in and doing things for you. But at the same time, I'm getting that feeling of, you know what, I feel so good that I was able to do something for my partner that made her happy. Well, but that's the key. I mean, you have to have a partner that's like actually appreciative or, you know, yeah, they can't that be they're a taker. happy. Yeah, they can't, can't just be one-sided. Be yeah, like there has to be the give and take for sure. That's but that is, that comes down to picking the right person. Well, I agree with that for sure. So here's the question. Do you feel like, oh, well now, okay, so we've been Wait a minute, are you asking me this question or are you asking the listeners this question? No, I'm asking you. Oh, do you There's feel, a question you have to ask me after 12 years. Do you feel like you picked the right person? Without question. Yeah? Not even a pause. Okay, good. So, but here's my question. Keeping it forever. <laughs> okay. No return pause. Oh my, for the love of God, sorry, I can't go get ahead. a word. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so. Lifetime warranty. Oh my. <laughs> okay, sorry, go. 
Um, okay, wait, how long has it been since we got engaged? Well, that's a question. 2012, 2013, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. What? From which proposal? <laughs> okay. So there's only one that counted, right? Okay. So many of you guys, if you followed us on Housewives and we're bringing this up because oddly enough, we've had a few people write in and say they wanted to like hear the proposal story. Yeah. Like 10 million people <clears throat> asked the question. Yeah. It's really strange. Like a lot of you've been asking about the proposal story and like how it went down because you saw it on Housewives, but you know that there's probably like a lot of things that we never discussed or talked about it regarding it. So we're just going to tell you guys, we thought it'd be fun for Valentine's Day to tell you kind of a cute little behind the scenes story of like how that all went down. So for many of we're you- We're going to share our love story. Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> for many of you that watched us on Housewives, um, you saw that <clears throat> Slade for one season or, you know, a couple seasons was thinking about proposing to me. And I was really kind of freaked out about it. I had a lot of issues from my first marriage. There was a lot of trust issues, a lot of loyalty issues, um, and just a lot of things that went on for him and I. And, you know, he was actually really a great guy. I just don't think we made a good couple. We just, it just didn't work out. So anyways, the point being is that I had a lot of issues from that still. And, um, and so I, <laughs> Slade really wanted to propose to me and I knew cause he kept bringing it up and I kept talking about it, but there was like some things I really wanted to get worked out and him and I were very open about it on the show. Um, and so we went through all that stuff, but then I, one season, Slade and I have the same passcode on our phones and on our computers and everything in one season, um, he got, or he got a text message from one of the the showrunners, right? It was the showrunner. And I saw it come in and, and you know how the, like the text message comes up a little bit of the text on your phone before you click on it. It says, call me about the ring or something like that. Oh, like it said something bastard. like that. And I was like, wait, what? And so I like opened the phone to see what it was saying. And it was basically like, call me about the proposal in the ring. Da, da, da. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> like what? And like, I had like kind of like a panic attack, you guys. And what's so strange is, you know, after I kind of went to a little bit of therapy about this, it was never about Slade and who Slade was. I was so madly and deeply in love with Slade. I knew that I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life, but I had this hang up around this like engagement and marriage and this and that and the other, because like in my head, everything that I thought that that was going to be when I was first married turned out to just not be any of that. And I, and I was more scared. It was like my, my past was haunting me being able to move forward to my future. So I remember what it was too. What? You literally felt like every time you made a solid commitment to mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm. that they ultimately broke your trust mm -hmm. and the relationship fell apart. Mm -hmm. And as long as you kept it a little surfacey and didn't try to get too serious about things, mm -hmm. you felt like you could sustain. But the minute you got super serious, everything seemed to collapse and you were so worried about something getting too serious. Interesting. Maybe. Okay. Well, that's what you said back then. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is not me speculating. I, that's what I said? Yeah. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. But but when I think about that, I mean, are you talking about just with my marriage? Because I'm trying to think about no, like, you, all my relationships. You're talking no, about you, all my you relationships? Literally took on, you literally took on not only your, your marriage, uh -huh. you literally took on the fact that the minute you got serious with Jeff, he got sick. 
Oh yeah, no. Okay, you, you're right. You were taking you're right. you were taking all of that all of that on. That yeah, you're right. And you know what? And you're right because I I also think about like in college, like there was this guy that I really like kept an arm's length. And then when I finally like decided like, okay, I'm going all in when I wanted to move back to California after I graduated, he's like, I'm staying here in Texas. And I was like, wait, what? Was that we, Van? Don't even, <laughs> don't bring up the name you shit had. Oh my God. I hate you. Uh, Come van on, every, the man. Everybody knows I know everything about your relationships. Um, yeah. I know so, everyone you've dated back through high school. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah. So anyways, he didn't want to move back to California and I thought like for sure he was going to and like, and whatever. Anyways, I was like so heartbroken over that. So maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, that makes sense. Like see, it was so long ago to now I've like forgotten about all of it. Cause it just doesn't yeah. matter anymore. But, um, okay. So, so, okay. So you guys, I find out about this. I'm like freaking out. I like, I'm like, wait a minute. I like, no, like him and I needed to like talk about this more. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Da, da, da. So I like totally freaked out. I basically like called the producers and I was just like, you guys like, no, like he can't propose to me. Like you got to stop him. Like if he proposes to me, I don't think I'm ready yet. And they were like, they were so mad. They were so mad. But that's, they, that's because behind the scenes, as I'm discussing it and planning stuff for you, there's footage they're capturing, right? They're, yeah. they're kind of tracking towards an engagement, mm -hmm. tracking towards wanting to see a wedding mm -hmm. take place mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Gone. Can't be used. Wasted yeah. time. I think they really wanted a wedding on the show, if I'm being <laughs> honest. That's a whole, don't even get into it. And that's a whole other story. Um, who ironically ended up getting engaged and having a wedding right after that, but whatever. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm real. Kiss ups, I'm, I'm real and I'm honest and I do what's really going on in my life. And so there's other people that will do anything to stay on TV. And I just wasn't one of those people. So anyways, the point being is that I wasn't ready at that moment. And then it was a year later when we were filming the next season and um, I had heard rumblings that Slade was like, okay, I'm, I want to, I want to do it again. I want to try and propose again and surprise her and like all this. And I was like, mm -mm, nope, like, I'm not going to let him do it. Like, I feel like I need to show him that I'm like sincerely ready. And I want to do something really big and surprise him. And I just wanted to flip the tables. And, you know, the truth is, is for me in my life, I've always done things outside of the box. I've never, I'm kind of always beat to my own drum. I've never really done what everybody else has done. That's for sure. And, um, and you know, I don't know, it's just, it was very empowering to just be like, you know what, I'm going to propose and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And it was really empowering. And I, I was really excited about it. And so I, so Slade loves it when I sing, it was like his favorite thing ever. He always, he just loves me singing. So I knew that it would be really special to him if I wrote a song. All the songs that I have on iTunes, which I think I'm for, um, I've written. <clears throat> Why am I having an issue in my throat? <clears throat> I don't know. You need to suck something down there, sister. <laughs> Do I need to give you a beverage? A cocktail? Hot toddy? A cocktail. Um, it's probably because it's late. Um, so, okay, you guys. So I literally, um, where, where was I at? 
You were talking about the fact that you've got songs on oh, iTunes. Oh, so I have four songs on iTunes that I've written those songs and they all are like about an issue in my life or something that I was dealing with. You know, the first song was Nothing Without You, which was after Jeff had passed. The second song was Revelation, which was about like just everybody having this revelation about me and what was going on in my life. Cause everyone, you know, I was new to the TV world and everybody had so many things to say and so many rumors and yada, yada, yada. The third song was about Grayson, which was called Unbreakable. And then the fourth song was um, The Time Is Now, which was the song that I proposed to Slade with. So I, for months, you guys, I was driving up to LA and I was meeting secretly with a music producer and a couple of my friends. And a couple of the times I had like my girlfriend Rocio with me and she would come and I would like have her be with like my jam sessions, as you call it. And I would just, you know, have her there to help me like, you know, make sure that I was on the right track with things or whatever, and just make sure that she liked the the sound of the music. You know, she was one of my best friends. So I anyways, forgot she went with you. Yeah. She was Maybe you didn't me. tell me that. She was with me. When you were busy times. lying to me about where you were going. <laughs> okay. So here's the best part about this proposal. Okay. So, you know, Gretchen does not like to do anything small. She likes to do things that like way over the top. So just ridiculous. And so, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to just like, you know, proposed to you on the couch. I'm like, no, I got the grandiose idea. I'm going to write a song. Then I'm going to get a limo. Then I'm going to get a helicopter. Then I'm going to fly him to the top of the building. I'm going to be standing there and <laughs> angels are going to descend from the sky. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I wanted so many crazy things to happen. And you should have seen production. Like when I called them and told them my idea, they're like, uh, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> they're like, are you kidding me? And the funniest part is that and I really love, I really did. There were so many guys within the production that I absolutely loved. And Doug Ross, um, one of the uh, owners of Evolution, he was so funny because he called me and he's like, this is the most we've ever spent on production <laughs> for something. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Because the, cause the problem was, was that the helicopter part of it <laughs> was really expensive because we had to literally go to downtown LA like, they have to train you? They had to train us with the fire department, legit, because we were landing the helicopter on top of the building. It's like 20K just to land, It right? was insane. It's like, really expensive. You had to pay so much money for the location. You had to pay so much money to land the helicopter. You had to clear it with the freaking airwave people or whatever the they're called. The airwave people. Whatever, whatever, the tele... Flight control. That, that one. FAA. <laughs> you had to clear it with flight control. Like so many things. And, um, yeah, cause I think that I, wasn't there like paramedics or those like fire department yeah, on location. The fire department was up there and they had to teach us all how to drop and roll in case the, the helicopter like went flying out. Yeah. Like the, it's going to crash because yeah, the it blades, was crash. And they so, teach you how to stop, drop and roll. Because and there's, there's like, um, like a ditch all around the side of the building. Yeah. Which people do not realize that. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. It's like a trench. It's like a trench. And so literally. If something happens, you dive into the trench. During the, during the Landing? drill, they yeah. were like, okay, helicopter down. And like, you're going <laughs> to the trenches. Did they say that? Helicopter so down? I and I was like, we're going to the trenches. And everybody had to get in and cover their head and like do this whole, like, it was like serious. Helicopter down. And I think they only allowed one crew up there at that time. And then I think. Oh, that's right. Doug the, and they, Alex were limited production, there. right? Yeah. So like only. Like three camera people or something? something. I don't know. It was like, a, it was a small, you know, I mean, it was a helipad, but it wasn't like a huge, you know, airport. So it was like, it's on the top of a building. We're in the top of the AT&T building. And so you had to really like be 
conscious of what was going on. And, um, and here's the thing, you guys. So, so I get this grandiose idea and I don't know why I thought like a helicopter and all this, but <clears throat> yeah, where did that this, come from? By the so way, so I'll tell you where it came from. So, because production lied to me the whole time. Oh yeah. So, so I don't know. I wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, if you guys watch rock, you saw what I did for my parents' 50th anniversary. So I just love doing things over the top, really fun, big. If you see any of the parties and events I throw, I do the same thing. I just love an experience. It's really fun for me to have an experience. And I get this vision in my head and I just can't get it out. And so when I called production, I was like, look, I go, being in love with Slade makes me feel like I'm on top of the world. And I want, Aww. and I want to. Do I have love music on my board? <laughs> oh, Lordy. I want I to. Um, <laughs> don't even start pushing buttons. Oh my God. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, say it again. Oh, Lordy. Are we in love? Being in love with you, babe, is like being on top of the world. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Such a duel. Go ahead. Continue, okay, so with, continue with your story, please. I wanted it to feel. Oh, now you got me off. Wait, that's not a rule. <laughs> I just said, now you got me off. Who says that in the middle of a thing? <laughs> that's what it sounds like every time. Uh, yeah. That, that's, oh, that's this success, is going downhill really quick. It's success of our relationship. Oh my God, look at I'm like breaking out in highs. I know. Oh my gosh. And, and it's, it, you know what? Our, our, that's because when we get physical, it lasts about 30 seconds. <laughs> oh and God. all of a sudden I kiss her neck and we hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's lasted for 12 years. Oh my God. Okay. Proud of it. Anyways, um, I really wanted it to feel like that. So I got this grandiose idea. I'm like, I really want to be like standing on top of a building in a white flowing dress. And I want him to like fly around in the air and look down at me. And I just want him to realize like that, like I am ready and I am so in love with him and I'm, and I'm going so out of my way to like prove to him that I'm ready because I felt bad at this point. I felt like the guy really wanted to be engaged and, you know, that we, guy really did. And we were really, we had had a really rough year before that with Grayson going into the hospital in New York and him hemorrhaging and going into a coma for six months. I mean, it was a rough, rough year for us. And I think that was the moment that I had this like realization of like, you know what, tomorrow somebody could be gone. And like, you know, things just, it's life's too short. And like, what am I doing? Like, why am I holding on to my past so much affecting my future with this man that I love and adore? And it, it just felt like ridiculous that I was doing that anymore. So that's really like the big change that happened in my life was going through that traumatic experience with you and literally having the doctors come in and say that Grayson was going to die, which was horrible. And it was probably the worst moment I've ever experienced with you. you I know? was my one for sure. My worst yeah. moment when they tell you that your son's not going to wake up. Yeah. Like when they, when they, like I was, I was there, we were in New York. He was in the room with me and you've seen me cry a lot, but probably not that hard. Not like that. That, that was, that was probably the worst moment ever in our relationship. And, you know, praise the Lord, knock on wood that, you know, Grayson survived that and came out of it and, you know, by the grace of God, but it's just, it was a rough period. So anyways, that was such a harsh realization for me and made me realize that like, I really, I didn't want to wait anymore. So with that said, I just wanted to do this big thing. So anyways, that's where I came up with that idea about this building. And then like going on the search for this building was like <laughs> hell or high water. And at that time, if you remember, you were a host, you had, you were the host of your own radio show. Yeah. I should, I should tell a story from, from my perspective. Okay. Because it was, I was lied to. 
<laughs> I was manipulated. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me um, tell you the story about the line because that's actually kind of funny. So you guys, I have never in my life had more nail or hair appointments ever. <laughs> it was like three days earlier, I was like, I have a nail appointment. And then like three days later, I forgot that I told him I have a nail appointment. I'm like, oh, I have another nail. I have a nail appointment. And he's like, another nail appointment? <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. I meant I have an air appointment. <laughs> like, and I'm just like looking to go, what the hell is going on? It was really funny because he just was like, why do you have so many appointments? Because I had to drive up to LA so many times. Well, first I had to drive up to LA and I had to find the building that I wanted because I knew I wanted to throw this party afterwards and I wanted to have a building with all my friends and family and the building needed to have a helipad. So like I had to go to all the downtown LA buildings and find out what one I actually liked Yeah, that was even pretty enough for what I was trying to do. And then I- um, Well, I should tell the story and then you should actually explain, kind of went into that because- you guys got me so good. I got you so and, good. And, and it was the best I've ever done because you can't, you can't get you. No, you you haven't been able to get me uh, since. No. Uh, but that's One because- other time when I scared the hell out of you when I jumped out from behind the fridge. <laughs> no, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, I did scream like a little girl that time. <laughs> but the reason that you got me is, is because- Production yeah. led me down a road. Oh, they were playing 007 big time. 007, because mm -hmm. I was busy preparing what I thought was going to be an, another epic proposal for right. you. And I made it very clear to them. She can't find out. Don't be texting me things, you dumbass. Yeah. Because you're going to blow it, right? And I, told, and I told them when they called me and they said, Slade is, wants to propose. And I had already told them I wanted to propose. And they're like, Slade wants to propose. And I said to him... Let him, let him just believe that he can do it because if he, if you say no to him, he will know something's up. So that's why I oh, yeah. said to them, just go with it. Just pretend. And they were, by the and way. And they were hook, so line, and good. Sinker. So we were, you may have seen uh, on the show, I attempted to give Gretchen uh, a Rolls Royce. And at that time, <laughs> we were doing some work with Rolls Royce Newport Beach. Uh -huh. And we had designed a limited edition Gretchen Christine. Rolls Royce Ghost, right? Because the company was really focused on female executives, and they really wanted to start uh, catering to this this uh, demographic. So, I went through all this stuff with them to design a custom car, mm -hmm. and my plan was I was flying you to Goodwood, England, mm -hmm. to the Rolls Royce factory, mm -hmm. had it all worked out where the the woman on the front of a Rolls Royce. She's called the spirit of ecstasy. Mm -hmm. You know, she pops up and her wings are kind of outstretched. And I was going to have the engagement ring around the neck of the spirit of ecstasy. Because mm -hmm. she kind of disappears into the hood. Because people used to steal them, right? Yeah. So now in all the new cars, there's a little door that opens up and she pops up. And I really wanted to surprise you in the factory, Goodwood, England, take you on this whole tour where we'd end at the factory. We'd start up your custom car. Up would come the spirit of ecstasy and voila, the engagement ring would be there. Except I probably wouldn't see it. <laughs> no, I would have I would have made you get in really close. Oh. I would have told you something like I had the face sculpted to look like you. I would have oh, made something. I, I would have made Got something it. up. And then what would popped up and the ring would be there. Yeah, exactly. Cute. So what would happen if it popped up and the ring popped off and the diamond fell out? <laughs> Did you ever think of that, buddy? <laughs> I have to restart the car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But what the thing that was just <laughs> production was. All along the way, they're booking flights. We're booking, you know, uh, a tour of Stonehenge. Yeah. Here's the route we're going to have to take to get to Goodwood, to get to the they factory. Were, they were playing it hardcore, like, you guys. Communicating with the factory because only certain people can be let in. You get to be brought in to look at your custom spec on the car. Uh -huh. Like there was a whole series of things that we had to go through, all these hoops. So then I think I'm tracking, right? I think I'm going to, oh, I got her. This is going to be epic. So production calls. 
and they go, hey, the girls are traveling. We need to, uh, we need to catch you at studio. We need to do, we want to record you, film you in studio recording your radio show. And at that time, I was midday drive for Playlist 92.7. You may have heard about Radio Slate, not Playlist <laughs> 92.7. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, let's, let's go in, record a show. We'll have some fun. So they come and they light the studio. Everything's all set up. And we do our show. And they have me, I think they had me mention you guys that you were traveling, you were going somewhere. Because I think that was going to be their, their, their tie into the fact that you guys were on vacation or off filming in a, in a separate location. Well... <sighs> On the production side of things, there's only certain types of music you can actually play because mm-hmm. music is very expensive. It's one of the most expensive parts of production. You can't just play any song you want because, I mean, those artists need to be paid and they are not cheap. Right. So when we're filming, I know that there's only certain music we can play, right. music that's been cleared or people we've signed off on it. So they told me to do traffic. They go break to music and then we're going to end the show. So we wrap up, we, we break to music and all of a sudden the song comes on. And I look at my co-host. No, but is that exactly how it happened? That's how it happened. We had ended the show. No, that's how it went down? That's how it went down because we had ended no, the show. No, because I think she said something. Wait, there was something that she said and then, okay. There wasn't. That's what happened. There wasn't anything she but said. But why would it just all of a sudden just go to that song? And Okay, interesting. I, no, but I that's have to the, go back and watch the footage because now I don't remember. No, but that's, so that's what ago. happened. And so what happens is as you end your show, we, we did traffic or we, we did the last news story. And then as you, as you give your out, it goes to music. Mm-hmm. So the song starts. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew what song was supposed to start playing because that's the only thing that had been cleared through production. Right. And all of a sudden the song starts. Right. And I look at her and I'm like, Kelly, I go, why are you playing this song? We can't play this. It's not been cleared. She goes, shut up and listen. Meaning, I, meaning because you just knew you, you, you didn't know the song. I didn't know the song, but I knew it wasn't the one that was supposed to be played. Got it. I knew what song was supposed to be queued up next because it was the one song we had cleared already through production. See, you guys, so, just so you know, I wasn't present during that. No, like you're not there. So like, it's funny for me to even like recap this with him because obviously we talked about it then, back then, but this is like so many years ago. So it's funny to like, because I wasn't present in the room. So I don't, re- I didn't get to see everything that happened there. Yep. I mean, they filmed it. So I'd have to go back and like rewatch it again. Yeah, it was just, she just broke the music. I still had my headphones on. The song comes on. Uh-huh. I know it's not the right song. And I'm looking at her going, like, what are you doing? You can't play this song. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get yelled at by production. Why, why are you playing music? You blah, blah, blah. She's like, shut up and listen, dude. I'm like, what? <laughs> Literally 15 seconds in. I look at her and go, wait, wait a second. Is that Gretchen? I think you said, is that G? Yeah, I, said, I did. I said, is that G? Yeah. She goes, listen. <laughs> so I started listening to the words in the song. Yeah. I literally started crying. Yeah. Like I get, I have little goosebumps right now. Oh, I got little goosey bumps. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking about it, uh-huh. how it was in that moment. And I literally started to cry because if you haven't heard the song, that's too bad. I should have something queued up for us to actually know, play. You should. Or maybe we can actually have production do something for us and we can actually play the song post show. Yeah. Just so people can hear it. But what was amazing about it is, you know, third chorus is, Within the song is where Gretchen actually proposes. Proposes. Right? In the song. So, I mean, that got me. I started crying like a little baby. <laughs> and it was actually kind of cute to I'm see. I'm crying. crying. Kelly's crying. And I'm asking her, I go, Well, is she here? Like, where is she? And she just looked at me and she goes, Look, you're gonna have to change your clothes. You're no, gonna- no, she said, she no, she goes. You go, is she here? Where is she? And you, and then Kelly goes, I have something for you. 
I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I have to go back and watch the footage, but that's because I had packed a bag for you. Yeah. With the tuxedo. And I had, and I, well, the tuxedo wasn't packed in the bag. It was like in a, in a thing. And then, and then the bag was there and with your shoes and your socks and everything. And I had a tuxedo for you in there and I put a note in the bag for you. And I said something to the extent of like, Hey honey, um, you know, I really want you to think about your answer, um, on your ride to me. And I basically was just saying like, look, like I want you to think about like, if you really want to yeah, marry me, <laughs> I, I, I remember the note, but I mean, I, I remember Kelly cause I was asking for you, is she here? Is she here? Right. And she's like, no, she's not here, but I have something for you. You need to change your clothes. You need to really think about your answer and you need to go to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, what, what the hell's happening? Right. So I go in and I change clothes. I put on this full tuxedo that you had put in the garment bag. Mm-hmm. I get totally dressed up. And by the way, the, the fun part about this tuxedo thing. Okay. So two weeks earlier was my, I think, was it my brother's? Brother's wedding, maybe? Wedding. I forget. Something like that. No, not my. Was it my brother's wedding? It was either my brother's wedding or maybe it was mom and dad's. I don't know. Some, Anniversary. Something had happened where we we had just um, rented a tuxedo. And I, so. Or well, was it? No. No, that was yours? No, I, it's mine. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was oh, dad. that was. Sorry. Dad rented the tuxedo for Ethan's wedding. That, so I'm we getting those two stories mixed up. So we were able to go back and figure up. out his size because we rented it for him and look then we at, had it be a surprise at his anniversary. Look at how old I am. I can't remember crap. <laughs> That's right. It was your own tuxedo. Okay. Yeah. That was, I'm mixing the two stories up. That's funny. Okay. So I had your tuxedo there yeah. ready to go. I had the little bag with the note and then you walk outside and there's a limousine. Yeah. Which he, I was confused again. So yeah. then I thought, oh, is she in the limousine? Yeah. He's like, like oh, she must be in the limousine. I get in the limousine. She's not in the limousine. But. And, and what they did. Uh-huh. Is they replayed the song right. in, in the car. In the car. And I was very specific about that. I said, I really want him to listen to the song on the way up to was that was that what was that? Was that the It baby? sounded like a crow. <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> was that? I don't know. Maybe it was Remy. Um, I do remember in the car, staring out the window, listening to the music. I'm still crying. You are? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was totally still crying. Uh-huh. I remember calling my mom. Those are birds. <laughs> That's the dip baby. Like, Sorry. Like <laughs> straight up. I, I call for crow. You find birds. Like, really? That was the baby monitor. Check it um, on Sky. Okay, what? So, no. I, I, I remember calling my mom. You called your mom? It, I don't from remember the, From this. the limo, I called okay. my mom. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, what do you mean? Okay, did she place uh, uh, coy because she? I could totally see her blowing it. No, she did. Oh, good. She told, was totally her, coy. Just so she, you guys know, mom was there at the AT and T building at the location. Yeah, which of course I didn't. I go. I go, mom. Have you talked to Gretchen? She goes, no. Why? <laughs> and I go, well, I kind of want to know what she's up to. She goes. What do you mean? <laughs> I should have known when the high pitch. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Happened that she was up to something. Exactly. But. I feel like in that moment, I was so confused at what was happening that she got away with it. Yeah. So she, she played it off like she didn't know what was happening. Oh, good. So I'm in the car, listening to music, totally confused about what the hell just happened. Uh, they <laughs> take me to Fullerton Airport. Mm-hmm. And when I arrive at Fullerton Airport, there's a helicopter. Yeah. So, okay. By the way, this is so Christian Gray of me. 
Don't you think? Yes. Like it was like mystery after mystery and people are but just escorting you to the next location. And yours like, is better though. It's 50 shades of Slade. 50 shades of Slade. That was, that was his 50th birthday party that I threw from you guys. Okay. But so you get there and there's a helicopter. So, yeah. so when you got, did they, did the limo drive you right up to the helicopter? Right out onto the tarmac. Shut up, it did? On the That's tarmac so cool. and like pulled up right next to the helicopter. They did? And I feel like. I posed hanging out of the helicopter before he fired it up. You really didn't? No, you didn't. No, yeah, yeah, because production took some pictures of me. Oh my God. I, I wonder if this, you guys, I cannot even remember. Half the time I didn't watch this show. So I wonder if any of this was on that footage. They've got to have it. Doug needs to give us an extended version. I know. Because so even fun. when you watch it on the show, there's so much stuff I that they I feel like there's so much they stuff they edited missed. out. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, you know, they're required to stick to certain well, of course. timelines for the segments, but yeah. we should, we should ask about an extended version because yeah. it was really cool. So, so then you get in the helicopter and yeah. are you like, what is happening? Like, are you Literally, asking production what's happening? Of course. And they're like, they're like, never mind, just get in the helicopter. Really? They wouldn't tell me anything. And then there's like a crew in the helicopter, like filming you. Yeah. I had some dude with a camera in my face. <laughs> oh, wait. You've got a sound person. You got a camera person. You got the pilot. You got me. And cause the flight was what? 20 minutes? Maybe. Yeah. Could, you know what? Again, just, it's such a surreal moment. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell you were freaking up to. <laughs> and your mind is like going, did she really do her nails that many times? <laughs> or did she, did you? Wait, I mean, at that point, did you know that I was going to propose to you? Like, did you know well, that no, the proposal happening? happened in the song? Of course I knew. Oh yeah. I'm such a tool. And I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, in, a, I'm in a tuxedo. <laughs> I mean, like something's right. going down. I said in the song, I actually said, marry me. Wait, yeah. here, so here's the little tidbit on um, iTunes. Let's see if it plays. So pretty. Baby, I've been searching like everybody it's like sexy smoker voice. <laughs> Do it, baby. Something always brought me it brought me back to you. <laughs> you don't sing oh, like you're me, you tool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. Oh, isn't that sweet? Wait, is that the part? Oh. Are you going to serenade me tonight? Are we both going to sing it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How fun was that? Anyway, that's amazing. I okay. love your voice. Oh, super sexy. I like that's like with like tired da 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 voice. So I'm sure that sounded horrible. No, I think it's super sexy. So it was just really cool. So you guys can imagine they fly me to Los Angeles. But wait, I, what I was trying to get at with that song was that I forgot. And the song actually said, marry me. Like mm -hmm. at the crescendo, I'm like, marry me. And I'm like singing in that part. So then I, so then now he knows that I'm like asking. And so now he's coming to me to give me his answer. Yes. And it was really cool because I think the pilot was kind of a stunt pilot. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, actually, I think I did because let me tell you why. So I remember asking, I don't remember if I talked to directly to the pilot or if I talked to production. But what I asked them to do was because you guys, the AT&T building is all glass windows and the top. Um, like the penthouse the, and the everything. The penthouse. Like, like 30 or 40 foot ceilings. It's yeah. all glass. It's huge. All glass. 
And I totally wanted it to be like a Mission Impossible moment. Dude, it was. Where the the helicopter was coming, was down on the side of the building and it came up slowly and passed the glass and everybody in the glass would see him in the helicopter. And I was like, so I can't remember who I asked to do that, but they freaking did it. And it was No, not only did they do that. I mean, this, this kid, actually this kid's done like, uh, he's flown the helicopter in a lot of really big movies. Oh, did you, how'd you find that out? I was talking to him the whole way. Oh, I love it. It was really cool. Uh Um, you know, he's wearing a bomber jacket, leather bomber jacket, like, yeah. So he, not only did he come in super low, and then slowly raise up so that like all the guests, you could see their faces pressed against the glass. Like they'd all come to the side of the glass. Uh, I, th- I didn't recognize anybody. I'm assuming, oh, this is like an started, office building, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. everyone's coming to check out the helicopter. So you couldn't see anybody? I can't Was really it see dark? it. dark? Yeah, you could see people. You just couldn't kind of make them out, right? Okay, because the outside of the glass is reflective, yeah, right? Yeah, But what was cool is that he, he nose pointed towards the building. Uh-huh. Then he starts flying sideways. Dude, that's it was it, it sideways in a square, like all <gasps> the way around. It was like super cool. I didn't know that happened because oh, yeah. you gotta remember, he, I'm on top of the building at this point, so I can't see what's can't happening. See oh, he did like three laps around the building. That is epic. So he flew sideways. He did the whole nose into the building and then like slowly. And you know what's interesting up. about that? What? I wouldn't be surprised if that was like kind of illegal <laughs> with that many people in as the building. As close as he was to the building, it was yeah. super illegal and super w- I would think rad. that would not be like, okay. I just wanted him to do that kind of like kind of come up from the side and be like, and it was like, oh my God. Slow motion on the blade. Like a Rambo film. Like a total Rambo, like Mission Impossible moment. Dude, it was really cool. So then he goes all the way up mm-hmm. and then starts to turn at an angle, almost like he's going to dive bomb the top. And there you are. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me seeing you because after we get all the way up and he's turned kind of to the side and I can see you, yeah. he does a full lap yeah. again but around I the building. I asked him to do that. I wanted him to, I wanted them to, to circle around me because I wanted my dress to be blowing it, in the wind. And it, you look so beautiful. You had your I wanted hair, to look angelic. Uh, it was like, it was like, Angels meet Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Because you had this beautiful custom made white chiffon gown that's flowing in the wind. From Michael Costello. And he's been like a part of all of our big events. He has actually. Michael's the rock star. He even yeah. made look, he made Skylar's first little mermaid costume. <laughs> um your hair's all pinned up, uh-huh. almost like like Marilyn Monroe Bob. Uh-huh. Oh, it's like really pretty. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like looking, I'm like, she's so beautiful. You're standing with this white bouquet of flowers. And I was real. No, I don't. Did I have Yes, flowers? you did. I, did. I remember I everything. had flowers? No, oh, I don't remember that. Want to bet? No, I just had the ring. No. No, I had the ring. No, you had some stuff. I don't think I have flowers. I'm going back and look at the footage. I think you made that up. <laughs> no, nope. I don't think I, I have think flowers. I think you had flowers in the little box. Why would I have flowers? Because it matched the outfit. You look beautiful. No, I don't think I have flowers. I think I just had the ring in my hand. You but. Sure? Um, and then you guys, we got, I got the ring custom made from Happy Jewelers, who's our jeweler, who is so incredible. Literally, they're so great. And um, the thing I love about Happy Jewelers, I just want to do a quick plug for them, is, okay, so let's say you buy your fiance or somebody a ring. And then let's say like 10 years later, you want to upgrade the ring. They will give you credit for the same amount that you paid for the ring for that stone and then just apply that to the next the ring next that you're purchase. upgrading. We I just have think been, that's so cool. We have been buying product from them for 12 years. At least. 
more yeah. than that probably. Because remember um, my brother and my parents and everybody. So anyways, yeah, like all okay. your jewelry. Yeah, yeah exactly. All my jewelry. Mom's mom's new ring for uh -huh. the engagement. She got uh -huh. she's gotten diamond earrings. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. so, okay, so awesome. um I went and made this custom ring. And so I I did black diamonds around the platinum ring and on the four corners of the ring, I did the four most important people in his life that all start with a G. So it was for God, Grace, and Gavin, and Gretchen. Aww. Yeah, it's so cool. My ring's pretty bitchy. You still have it, right? I still have it. Yeah. Do, do you remember what you said on top of the building? <laughs> <laughs> I'm choked up a little. I don't know. I mean, I, no. I, you know what? I was really like, it was a very surreal moment for me too. Like I was, it was kind of like an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I remember everything. Do you remember what I did? Yeah. Then you like tried to take over the proposal and propose back to me. Well, that was the right thing to do, Gretchen. <laughs> I guess. For taking it's, away my, my it, moment. It was a show of respect. It had nothing to do with taking away your moment. I got down on a knee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Cause I didn't get down on a knee cause girls shouldn't get down. Right. On and then what did I say? You said. I said it would be an honor and a privilege to be, be your, your husband. husband. Except you're not that yet. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, you guys. Okay, so we get asked that question a lot too. So let's address that right now. Okay, by the way, you we didn't, totally- You didn't finish the story, by the way. We're going to. You didn't tell, okay. No, this is just a sideline conversation. Um, we totally would love to be married. And I think one day we probably will. But at the same time, why fix something that's not broke? And I got to tell you, literally- when I look at Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's relationship, I just admire them Stedman so much. Stedman and Oprah. I admire, especially Goldie and Kurt. They have the cutest, most loving, beautiful relationship. And they've been engaged and together forever and ever and ever. And they're in Hollywood. And like, I just, I love the dynamic of their relationship. And I think sometimes it says more about you that you're together because you want to be, not because you have to be, because you're married or because of the assets of, you know, all the crap that people stay married for. So anyways, one day, maybe, but like, maybe it's, it's not something that we, we, here's the thing. We call each other husband and wife. We literally feel like we're married. We act like we're married. We have a child together for goodness sake. So in my brain, we're married. Anyways, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so then, so then he, I, we do this little, I do this speech with him. He was so sweet to get down on knee and say what he says to me. And then I was like, I was like, I have a little surprise for you. And so I was hoping he was going to say yes, which he did. And so we walked downstairs and all of our friends and family were there and I surprised him. And like people flew in from all over the world. Like it was really fun. Our friends and family. Like, again. Got me. Yeah. Like my brain is still spinning from the song to the helicopter ride. This proposal happening on top of a building. It's like so freaking epic, right? Mm -hmm. I just assume we're done, mm -hmm. right? We're having to exit the top of the building. We're going downstairs. I go downstairs. The top part of this building, you guys, is an incredible penthouse. Beautiful. It's a big, big space. Glass, 40 foot ceilings. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And Gretchen had completely decorated the entire room. Mm -hmm. Flown in friends from all over the world. My mom's there. Your parents are there. Mm -hmm. uh, your my, son's there. My son is there. Yeah. My ex-wife is there yeah, with her husband yeah. because we're such good friends with them. Yeah. Like everybody's come in. So, yeah. I mean, it was such a fun party. It was like there was so much love that day. So right? much so love. So much love in the room. Khadijah, 
yeah. shows up with Bobby. Yeah. You know, everybody had come to yeah. uh, to the party. And it, it was, was just, literally one of the best memories I've ever had. And yeah. that picture of us, it's, I'm looking at it right now. Look at right there. And, it, and we, the bar and it behind the bar, it said, he said yes. And it's literally to my, to this day, one of my most favorite pictures of him and I, I feel like it was like one of our happiest moments ever. I think we're going to have to take that picture and put it out for a teaser for this episode. So yeah, people can actually that's a good idea. See, yeah. See the love. See the love. No, that, that's still to this day. Like you can see the true, genuine happiness on our face. And we were just so in love and it was so special. Oh, and then we played the music. The time is now. Yeah, we played we the song for it. everybody and we danced. Yeah. And everybody was like, it was just really special. Oh, and I had Jeff's um, daughter. Jill was there. Jeff Beitzel's daughter. Yep. Jill came to celebrate. I mean, we just had so many, all of my high school girlfriends. I had a couple of my friends come out from Texas, from my college days. So it was just a really, really, really fun. Special. Yeah. Our best friends flew in from Montreal. Yeah. We had a yeah, lot of people cool. there. So it was really special. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was an undertaking to put together <laughs> that proposal for you. I mean, between writing the song and coming up with the words for that, which go listen to the words. Cause like it, it says a lot about our relationship and everything him and I have been through. And it gets used a lot, by the way, you guys, there's a lot, we've got so many messages over the yeah. years. People find the song, they use it for their own weddings. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's yeah. been quite popular. Actually. Yeah. It's actually, it's so, it's so, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgic. No. Uh, dreamy. Flattering. Jeez, flattering. Louise. Lovely. I'm tired. It's so flattering that people, you know, send me those messages and say, I'm playing your song or I'm using your song for this, or I used it for my first dance or whatever it is. It's so sweet. Um, so, okay. So that was like so much planning, so much thought went into it between writing the song, finding, you know, the producer to work with, going in studio recording the song, coming up with the music behind what I, how I thought it, you know, sounded in my head, all of that to, you know, planning the stuff with production, the helicopter, this, the, um, but I would have to say it was probably has to be one of the most epic proposals. Would you not say? It's pretty epic. It's pretty epic. What, wait, here's a question. I have a serious question for you. What is your thoughts about the fact that I propose? That a girl proposed because there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about this one. Yeah, but see, I think it's super sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, because I love the fact that you are truly your own person and that you like to break the mold. Mm -hmm. You like to set a, a course uh, that most people are afraid to address or willing to walk down that path. Mm -hmm. We just saw it. Um, our friend Christine Shu and her friends. Christine is, was one of the new stars of Bling Empire on right. Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, and she's a very good friend. And um, one of the girls on the show mm -hmm. proposed to her husband. Yeah. Which is a big deal because they're a Chinese or maybe he's Chinese and she's from another Malaysian country. But the point is, is in that culture, women do not propose. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. on the I man. Was so or a lot of times, a lot of times there's an arranged marriage that happens yeah. in that culture. Um, but she took it upon herself to set up an event, set up an evening and she proposed to him. I know. And what was so cool about it is she's super shy and super like docile and like not really like, uh, uh, she seems like more of an introvert than an extrovert. Yeah. Whereas I'm more of an extrovert. So it was a little bit easier on me, but it was like, I was so proud of her and I thought it was so awesome that she just said, you know what? Like I've been with this man for five years. We have two kids. He's not proposing to me. So like, I'm going to take it in my own hands. 
And I thought that was really cool. And, and it was funny because even Christine was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. And it's like, you know, it's funny because to me, it's like, well, how is the thing supposed to go? Like, just because that's the way that it was always done forever or whatever, doesn't mean that that's the way it needs to be now. I mean, look at how much our world has changed. Look at how much people are now accepting, you know, um, the LGBTQ community. I mean, before just, just a couple century, centuries, <laughs> just a couple decades ago, it was so not even talked about. It, it was tab taboo. It was so taboo. Right. So, I mean, so many things have changed. But we I have to evolve, right? We have to evolve mm -hmm. with our traditions. We have mm -hmm. to evolve with our way of thinking, which obviously is happening in, in culture today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why, the, the question becomes, why wait? Why have all that pressure on a single person? I mean, mm -hmm. if you're in this relationship, you both are committed to it mm -hmm. and you want to take the relationship to the next level. Because for me, honestly, I mean, I loved you so much and I was tired of calling you my girlfriend. Because you're more than my girlfriend. Yeah. You're more than that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I want to evolve the relationship. I want to show the commitment to you and I, I want to do the right thing. And it was time. Yeah. It was really time. The time is now. The time is now, people. <laughs>um, I hope you guys have a, or had, what is this before or after Valentine's day? No, this is the Valentine's show, Gretchen. Oh, I think this is like, Valentine's this is the show day of show. love. What are we doing for Valentine's day? It's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see what that surprise oh, yeah. is. Full on <laughs> got you a rocket ship and we'll pretty much have dinner on the moon. Oh my God. I love That's you. That's what's going to happen. Whether you are single, ready to mingle, or you're in a relationship or whatever, you guys, Valentine's Day is about giving love to anybody and everybody. It doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship. It means giving love to yourself. It means giving love to your partners. It means giving love to your family, to your nieces, to your whoever it is, to your friends. I can't tell you for how many years that I wasn't in a relationship or I didn't have a child like for Mother's Day or whatever. And I would always be like, happy Mother's Day to all my friends. And I would celebrate that day in honor of them. So celebrate you. No yeah, matter so what. for Valentine's Day, you're saying give love. Give love to yourself. Give love to yourself, but give love to your friends, to your family. Yeah. Just and tell, experience just, the day of love. Yeah, just tell everybody in your life, especially after this last year we had, you guys, with the quarantine and so many people mm -hmm. losing their lives to such a horrible disease. Just take this day and be spread love. It's trying to show the love. And yeah. you will see how it makes you feel. Yeah. Giving of the love. Yeah, because we talked about that earlier. It's all we about did. giving. Gretchen? Yeah. Can you can you take us out of our show with a little the time is now? Oh Lord. I think we, we need to do that. Okay. Yeah. Can you can go. you just do that for us? You guys don't forget to download and subscribe. Thanks you guys for always uh being such amazing fans and support system. We love you guys and we'll talk with you soon. Here's the time is now a little bit more. <laughs>
This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice. Do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please visit stage29.tv.